Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Welcome to the Forbes Factor, one of my favorite places to be. All right, if you're listening and watching us live on Facebook, hello, um, and then all around the world, and we live forever on some of the coolest platforms on, on the podcast world. So hi, everybody. Um, you know, it is, it's an interesting time. It's going to be the end of summer. I know, I probably should make this very evergreen, but I'm real in real time. And as August is coming to an end, part of me is freaking out. I love summer. I really drilled down this year and said, wow, I just, I think I enjoy the beaches. You know, I went off to Greece. My children, by the way, are still in Europe. They have been traipsing around Croatia and Hungary, and now they're in Italy heading back to Greece. Wow, to be 19 again, right? My son is getting ready to start college, and my daughter is just running a massive coaching company, and we're thrilled about that. To that end, too, if you're listening live, guys, we have a few spots left for Forbes Factor Live happening on September 14th, and then we're doing the craziest thing. We are doing a hybrid event for the first time. We're opening it up virtually, so anywhere in the world. And we've got actually people flying in from South Africa, but we have some students who, one of my dear girls, uh, I don't want to give it away, but some health challenges, and uh, she'll be joining us. We've got people from all around the world. So if you want more information about that, just go to ForbesRiley.com and say hi. And, 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 you know, I'm hearing about people getting back to school, and I'm freaking out a little bit. This is the first school season that I'm an empty nester. And it's weird. I have heard that term my whole life. I didn't get the emotional trauma that it causes that you're in your house, you look around and there's no babies. It was hard enough they became toddlers and teenagers and now they're not in my world. So I'm probably gonna do some sort of, uh, invite some experts on how to handle this crazy feeling of just talking to your kids a couple of times a week on the phone. I'm missing my baby so much. And maybe you can relate to that. Uh, so anyway, we've got a fun show today. My guest is a gentleman that I've recently met, but I'm very inspired by his no BS approach to life. Yeah, he is not only a, a doctor, uh, he's a real doctor. Unlike Forbes Riley, who is not a medical doctor, still a real doctor though. Uh, he's got some crazy credentials, and he's joining us from his car today. Dr. Greg Persley, will you say hi and join the family here? Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me, Forbes. I really appreciate it. So excited to give so much value, as much as I possibly can, just like you do every day. Well, I appreciate that. You know, we had a very long conversation on your podcast last night, and just your enthusiasm and your knowledge. Now, you are a big, you love to go to conferences, don't you? That's one of the things that you do. You're a networking fiend. Absolutely. Love going to conferences. And I'm very intentional when I go to those conferences about who I need to meet in order to grow and expand and, um, you know, connect with the right people. Well, we're here kind of getting some information from you. So let's start with a little bit of your history. Tell everybody, you know, not only how you got started, but just who you are in general. Sure. Well, um, you know, my name's, uh, my nickname's Dr. G. Everybody knows me as Dr. G. That's uh, how my friends, what my friends call me. But um, <clears throat> my, my purpose is to improve and help people compress time. And uh, what I mean by compress time is build the life they want. And I've developed a book or a process called Fix Your BS 
BS stands for belief systems, by the way. And um, it's the five pillars of life and five simple steps that if you repeat those steps over and over, you will build the life that you want. And uh, so I developed that over 15 years. And Forbes, you don't even know my whole backstory, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But that's kind of in a nutshell what I'm all about right now. Um, and it's about improving people's lives and getting them to understand that the habits that you have are based on your past and the past um, is not going to get you where you want in your future. So in order to have the future you want, we have to improve upon your daily habits. Which we are huge fans of that. I don't know if you know that I have a, a book series out called One Habit where I interviewed hundreds of people to get their one habit for certain kinds of success. Now, you mentioned in a very uniquely mysterious way about your past. Why don't you chime in and tell us? Mm. Absolutely. Um, so in 2006, I graduated with my doctorate. And uh, my wife and I had about a one-year-old daughter, and we decided to move two hours away from our family and start a business. About a year and a half into the business, we were fortunate enough to have a son. So our daughter was about two and a half, and we had a newborn son. Well, our son unexpectedly was born with a form of dwarfism called achondroplasia. I'm sure you've heard of Little People, Big World. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty major show, but a form of dwarfism. Yeah. Totally random no family history. So it was very uh, shocking. Over the next um, year, he spent about six months in the hospital because he had a lot of uh, physical and, and um, lung issues really uh, that, was, that was affecting his health. And so he spent a lot of time in the hospital with my wife, a couple hours away from where I was. My daughter, who was young, was being passed around family member to family member. And he ended up having a trach and a vent put in to help him breathe and keep him alive. So that's called life support. He was brought home just after he turned one. And for eight years, we had to focus on keeping him alive. And um, instead of, you know, doing what most people do, which is try to grow a family and grow a business and be financially secure. And so during that time, I had to look inside myself and figure out my own belief systems and um, try to keep myself sane in keeping the family together and keeping him alive and keep moving forward every day because it wasn't necessarily what we wanted to be doing, but it was what we had to be doing. And so that's where all the fix your BS came from. It was just understanding and going through this mental process of, okay, well, when we came out of that eight years, now I'm sitting there going, I'm in a position I never thought I'd be in financially, mentally, emotionally, chemically, physically, all of it. My relationship with my wife was not where I wanted it to be. My relationship with my kids. And so it was, where do we go from here? And what are the steps that I need to take? And that's how Fix Your BS came about. Um, by the way, my son is 14 now and uh, he's physically a lot better. And um, he is an inspiration to a lot of people. My daughter's 16 and I talk about her a lot because she was affected a lot by all of it. Uh, we have a lot of stories about, you know, keeping him alive, but you know, in, in general, um, we went through a lot and, uh, we had a every, um, uh, <laughs> stressor you can imagine physically, chemically, mentally, and emotionally, but just telling that story, I hope people understand you'll be able to, um, get to the other side of whatever you're going through and build the life you want. Well, you know, it's fascinating. I actually, my kids grew up with a best friend who had dwarfism and we just, yeah. I mean, he was one of my favorite people ever. There was just such a, a smile on his face. And I've had lots of people in my life who had different abilities. And so I'm very open-minded. When you first saw him, what was your feeling? 
Um, as a parent, you love your kid no matter what. You want the best for them. Mm -hmm. So, but my first feeling was um, shock. It was, what does this mean? And what does the future hold? It, there were way more questions than there were answers. You know, one of my favorite television series is comes out of the UK called Outlander. And in that, they just tackled this where one of the, the, uh, one of the main characters, they had a baby and dwarfism. And I will tell you, it was interesting to watch how, uh, how everyone reacted. And I think what you said is very interesting. It's, you know, at some point you become this amazing person and it doesn't matter how, what package you are in, but not everybody sees things that way. And so you were gifted uh, a chance to like us, like you said, see who you are, how people react to you. And, and I'm grateful that he is doing wonderfully. I see a picture of him, guys, if you want to see Dr. Greg Persley, his family. And it's funny because when I first got your website, my first instinct was, wow, why is your family on that? Why isn't it more about you? And I didn't even notice anything different about your son until you just said that. And now that I look and see the family, now I know why the family part is so important to you. Because for people who have just typical normal kids, I don't think they pay attention to it. Uh, kids who've got cancer, my best, my girlfriend, my daughter's best friend is Christina. She'll be in a wheelchair the rest of her life with cerebral palsy. You don't think about those things until you, you're like, oh, well, that's different and how it affects every single moment of your life. What's one of the biggest lessons that your beautiful son has taught you? Well, you know, you've heard the statement, there's a silver lining in every cloud, right? Mm -hmm. I never understood that until, until he was born. It was how is this a positive and how is this a benefit to everyone around us? And having that perspective, which I really learned in um, Think and Grow Rich, great book. I really learned that perspective of, you know, he's going to be very unique and he is going to potentially be um, remember or memorable more than anyone else around him. And so we raised him with that mentality of this is not a disability or a difference. This is a possibility. This is something that, that is amazing. And so, you know, when he was, when my daughter was, uh, when my wife was pregnant with my daughter, I wanted a strong and confident and beautiful girl. And I got all of that. And then when my son was there, I said, I want my son to be into sports so we can hang out. He is into sports more than anyone I've ever seen. So, you know, I got what I wanted. Now, is, was it in the package that I thought? No, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. It means that I get to experience something that almost very few people, almost nobody gets to experience. You know, that's fascinating because Candy Lynn is one of my students and she is a little person. And yeah. when you start to deal with different things, you become all the different languages. So the difference between dwarf and little people. Anyway, she's in my class. She's a fitness chick. She's Chinese and she's about three foot one. And one of her issues why she came to Forbes Factor, a lot of people come there to find their self-confidence to break free of limiting beliefs, is she didn't realize that she will forever be different. And like you said, memorable. So many of us as speakers and performers, we want to be memorable and we're just not. You know, you go, oh, yeah, I saw a lot of different speakers in a summit. I can't remember one of them. And maybe you do. You know, for me, I strive that, oh, that girl with so much energy or whatever, the you know, Les Brown with so much intent. But Candy, when she speaks, you can't, when she walks into a room, you cannot know she's there. And I said, you need to embrace the fact that you don't have to fight to be noticed. 
And I will tell you, that was a groundbreaking thing for her. I'm very impressed that you you gave that gift to your son. Yeah, and that that is that mentality is such a gift, but you have to believe it. People can't tell you, you know. So I'm so happy that she took that and understood it and said, you know what, this is a gift, and I'm going to utilize this for for good to help other people in the process. Well, it's taken a lot. You know, it is fascinating. I love the work that I get to do, as you do. I see and meet a lot of people. Uh, today, I was writing a little article about the fact that billionaires have unhappy lives. And average people go, well, wait, wait a second. If you've got a billion dollars, of course, you should be, you can buy anything you want. Well, ironically, money doesn't buy happiness. And I can prove that over and over again. It's certainly nice to have, don't get me wrong. But wherever you are in life, it's imperative, I think, to start looking at what it is that makes your life work, how you intersect with others, and what you want. What do you want in life? What do you want out of life? And I will say that unless you're asking yourself these questions consciously, you're just getting leftover crumbs from other people and you're working for other people and you're building their dreams and you're wondering when is it your turn? Well, the crazy thing is if you don't step up to the plate, you don't get to hit the ball. And a lot of people are just afraid of doing that. They're afraid of, oh, well, if I get to the plate and I hit it or I miss it, are people gonna not judge me? Well, yeah, you know the funny thing about life, guys, is I'm listening to a lot of people watch this live right now on my Facebook, you're always judged. Get over it. That's what people do to each other. And it doesn't matter how different you are, I'm blown away by how many of my students have been bullied for the silliest of things. But doesn't it make you who you are? Yeah, it, it does. And you have two perspectives. So I talk about in my book, Fix Your BS, I talk about time traveling. Looking back, it, there's actually one chapter. It's my favorite chapter. It's called RIP. RIP. So R stands for retrospection which is what it is. It's looking back at your past and looking at it from different angles, from different perspectives. One of the things I look back at is my dad raised me with the mentality of everything's not good enough. You can always do better. Well, mm-hmm. that made me have really so low self-esteem until I retrospectively looked back at it and said, well, was he trying to be mean? No, he was trying to do the best he could. He wanted to raise somebody that was competent that was driven. And that's what he got. So he got what he was looking for. And I went, you know what? I love who I am today. So I appreciate that about him. And I thank him for that. So that's retrospection. Introspection is who you are and what your habits are and figuring out what you want. Because so many people look at other people and say, oh, well, I want that life. Well, until you try to go experience that life and talk to that person, you really don't know. So start experiencing things and paying attention to what's good about those things what you like about them, what you don't like about them and build your experience of what, who you are and what you want. And then three is projection, which is the P and projection is looking into the future and taking the things you like and the things you don't like and saying, you know what, I'm going to build my future. And this is what it looks like to me. So you can take action toward it. And that's RIP. It's one of my favorite chapters. And why is it called RIP? It's because in order to grow and change and improve and create the life you want, part of your life today is going to have to go away. It's going to have to die. You're going to have to get rid of certain parts to develop other parts that you want. And people don't understand that. They want to hold on to this life and create that life. And you don't get to do that. That's not the way life works. Oh, guys, I love this. I don't really love looking at the letters RIP, but I get the perspective and I think it's very powerful. We have two minutes to our first commercial break and we're talking with Dr. G And what I love what he just said, and I firmly believe this, that yes, you need to let go part of you and it does need to literally die. That's what's happened with kids though. I'm having, again, I opened the show with empty nesting. 
I've had to let go of the fact that I don't have babies anymore. They morphed into children. And I just spent a month with my daughter. And I'll tell you what, she got mad at me a lot because I think I was still treating her like my child and not an adult, not a peer. Mm-hmm. It's very hard, by the way. I don't have an answer for this one, guys. I'm looking at a person who's an adult. I made this person a long time ago, and now they're like taking over. And like, wow, you do have your own opinions. You're very self-sufficient. And I was like, I was freaking out for a while. And I'm excited to, to talk to some other parents at my, this stage, because I've never been at this stage before. I handled the little stage. I was really, I don't want to say manipulative, but I created some great systems to have kids learn to share, kids learn to love on you. A lot of things I loved, but this one is very different. All right, you guys, we've got about 30 seconds before my first break here on the Forbes Factor. I want to thank all my sponsors and certainly people listening. Everybody out there, I've got people right now listening from Atlanta, Georgia to Tanzania, Africa, live watching us. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back after this message. Don't go away. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired you are listening to the forbes factor to call in with a question or comment please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to forbes at forbesriley.com now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hello, my lovelies. All right, so we're talking about perspective. Um, 
Dr. G has written an interesting book called Fix Your BS. I'm sure that stands for something I can say in public. Uh, but one of the things that we totally share about, and, and this is a great perspective for me at the moment as I'm talking to a bunch of moms out here, how I'm having an empty nester, uh, I'm finding a hole in my heart. It's really odd walking around your house, not having to make breakfast for your kids. Um, I was listening to somebody who was driving their kids to school. I'm like, I don't have to do that anymore. This is fascinating freedom, but it's a little confusing for me. And going back, and we're talking about happiness. So I have a thing in my trainings, and everybody knows this, and we go back to your first memory. And for me, it was, I was four years old, and I found my grandma. She used to be in my bedroom. My grandpa had recently died. My mom had just given birth to my sister, and my grandma passed away in her sleep in my room. And she died of a broken heart, which we all romanticized. And my mom ended up doing the exact same thing with her husband. I'm going to start to cry, because that's what they wanted, can I tell you? Um, I don't necessarily recommend that. I think that you have to find your own reason for living. But from that moment as a four-year-old, I was looking at my mom's face and she was never happy. She had no sisters or brothers. She just lost both of her parents. And even though she had two kids, she'd not fulfilled her career dreams. And now she lost her parents. And we used to go to the cemetery as, a, as an outing and I didn't understand why she would cry so much. It's been fascinating to understand what I witnessed as a little kid and how I've taken that into my life moving forward. So being happy was important. Well, so Dr. G just said something about, you know, when you look back, I think, how do you get to be happy now? To make a decision to figure out what does happy mean for you? For 10 years there, I was a little lost. I was a little lost after I had went through the murder of a young man that I raised and separating from my husband and just, where's happiness? You must sit down, I think, and define what that word means for you, then fight for it because it's worth having and then go back to your past and clean up some of the mess that drove you. And I finally dawned on me that I could never, my job was never to fix my mom. That was my big revelation. And when mm. I let that go, and she's been gone for 20 years. When I let that go, I said, wait, what is my definition of happy? Mm. And mine is very simple. And I'm not gonna totally share it in public, but I'll tell you what, it's, it's teaching. It's being recognized as somebody who cares a lot and has a huge heart. As somebody who's got integrity as a role model. Dr. G, what makes you happy? Well, first of all, I, I want to alli alliter uh, um, alliter go over. I want to I want to talk about that. The word I'm looking for isn't coming, but anyway, I want to talk about that for a second because, um, you know, happiness is really fulfillment. It's purpose. It's having something that you're excited to be to be you know doing in life. And um, I went through a phase where I wasn't very happy because uh, you know I was doing what I had to do, uh, which was being there for my, my son, you know, but it wasn't what I necessarily wanted to do. And so in those situations, what I would always ask myself is what's good about this? I mean, how can I use this moment as a positive? And if you're constantly in that state of mind and you're constantly thinking like that, then you tend to have a happier perspective than if you take the victim mentality of, oh, well, why is this happening to me? And this always happens and I can't believe this is happening and da, da, da. It's really, I don't think it's possible really to be happy and fulfilled when you're in that victim mentality, victim role. So my wife always says, well, you know, nothing ever gets to you. I said, well, stuff gets to me, but I have built the habit of looking at the moment and saying, how can this work for me? And how can I utilize this? And my favorite question is, what can I learn from this? That's my favorite all the time, constantly. If something bad happens to me, I ask. Okay, well, what can I learn from this? Because most of the time it's, 
generally things that I wasn't aware of or that I didn't set in place or, you know, information I didn't have that came to something I didn't like. And then I, instead of being like, well, it's just, uh, this always happens. I say, what can I learn from this? So it, I can prevent it from happening again. You know, I always say, I love when people scream, that's not fair. I said, do me a favor. When you find the book somewhere that says life is fair, shoot it over to me because I don't, I don't know that that's true. And I also live by the phrase that life happens for you, not to you. And so guys, the crazy thing about life is good, bad, and indifferent happens. If you're smart enough to pull the life lesson out of it and make it work for you, your life is better for it. Otherwise, I don't understand the victim mentality. I refuse, refuse to do that because I could have been there so many times. Now, what I have discovered, and one of the reasons that I want you to listen to my show and other people's shows and podcasts, is somebody said the other day, they love this lesson, that you have a thousand minutes a day. Did you know that? A thousand? That's not a lot. thousand dollars is not a lot. A thousand minutes. How many minutes do you waste complaining, whining, fussing over things? And I will tell you, I'm guilty of this. I'm really now working on the idea that when something pisses me off, to go, all right, you get three minutes and you're going to rant and rave and then I can't talk about it anymore. Because I would I would go around and I was like a, a loop, a circle or whatever you want to call it. I can't believe that person screwed me over. No more. I'm not interested. I only have a thousand minutes. They get three of them. Got it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting way to look at it. Well, and that's such a, a smart habit to develop too. And I say habits to develop a lot because people don't realize that your actions, the more you do an action, the more you are developing a habit, which will eventually turn into a subconscious habit that your body will automatically get into. So that's such a smart thing. Secondly, you've heard the phrase like attracts like. So, you know, if, if, if you are constantly focusing on everybody is uh, always pissing me off, you're going to find more things and more people. You're attracting those things and people into your life that are going to piss you off. So if you're constantly thinking and talking about what pisses you off, then guess what? You will attract more things into your life that piss you off. So I do the opposite. I'm like, okay, so what's good about this? So I'm always attracting things into my life that are helping me learn and grow and expand and improve. Um, and it, it's led to some amazing things, but I'm very aware. See, most people are never aware. They don't pay attention. You've got to be aware and focus on those questions and say, I'm going to purposely develop the habit of being responsible for everything that happens to me. And you, that means you have to be aware of when you switch out of that responsibility role into that victim role and go, okay, I'm going to give, and your role, I love your role. I'm going to give myself three minutes about this and then I'm done and I'll never bring it up again. And I'm moving back into my, my positive habits. So that you're, you're, you're so wise. I love it. You're so smart on these uh, topics. Well, I have to thank you. And it's funny. One of my, we're, cause we have a whole crew listening and writing. I've got Christian and Jamie and Angela and I think Jennifer wrote you have 1440 minutes. I think I meant waking minutes. So that's where the, thousand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's an interesting thing too. For those of us who are really smart and perfectionists, we have to be very careful about what we focus on. I learned this lesson recently and I'm always happy to pass on my lessons. I uh, went to a very famous speaker's event. He's got a big slide up there and there's a word spelt wrong. And of course, I notice it. Number one, I'm anal. Number two, I'm smart. And I got a good grade on my SATs. And I'm going, oh, my God, he spelled that word wrong. I stopped listening to what he was saying. And I'm like, do I raise my hand? Do I say something? And I, I got into a little loop about this. Well, he went on to the next slide. And then he stopped. And he looked at us with this silly, annoying grin on his face. He's like, I'm not even going to stop listening to me. We're like, 
what? He's like, put your hands up if you just wanted to tell me that I spelled the word wrong. I'm like, oh my God, dude, you did that on purpose. Now you're making me nuts. He's like, how many times do you do that? Do you smoke focus on that small little thing because you need to be right? And I was like, oh my gosh, I had to look inside me and figure what, what makeup in my DNA made me do exactly what he predicted I would do. And obviously a lot of other people in the audience. Mm. So I'm not sure. How does that lesson resonate for you? Well, so number one, he um, gave you the opportunity to be self-aware. So now you're more likely to notice that into the future and go, what's the light? What's the purpose? Or, or does that matter? Does that one word being smelled, spelled wrong really matter? So then you're focused on that as opposed to what his message is. But there's actually an old story about um, Einstein that did that. He wrote up on the board one times nine equals nine, two times nine equals 18. He went all the way to nine times nine. And then he said that one equals 80 or something. It was wrong. And um, everybody started giggling and snickering. He's, he said, what? And they were like, oh, you, you missed that one. And he goes, well, yeah, but what about, you're focusing on the one I got wrong. What about the other eight I got right? And uh, he goes, that's what most people will do to you in your life. They will nitpick the heck out of you. And if you're aware of that, when they do it, you just, you just go, oh, I was, I, I was aware. I knew that was going to happen. It was predictable, you know, uh, because people will, they're, they'll judge you. But what I said last night on my podcast with you, and I'll say it again, because I think it's so important for people to understand this. So if you're listening, take this note down. When someone is judging you or casting judgment uh, on you about what you're doing or what your goals are or what your vision is, just remember, it is not about you. They are casting judgment from their perspective and whether they would be able to do what you're talking about doing. So don't let them get into your head and say, well, they told me I couldn't do it. You have to go, that's them telling me they can't do it. So they don't expect anyone else to be able to do it. So what you do with that is you use it and you go, well, not in a negative way of I'm going to show them, but in a way that's positive, like, well, I'm just going to prove to them what's possible. So therefore they can see that things that they believe are possible are possible. Whoa. So dropping amazing bombs. All right. Tell us a bit more about your book, my darling. Yeah. So fix your BS. BS, by the way, once again, it stands for belief systems. I use that um, on purpose because, you know, everybody thinks it stands for uh, something else, but I did that on purpose because I wanted to get people's attention. Look, your belief systems are the, hab the, the things in your past that you've connected, the this equals that. Meaning I, there was an event in my past and you have to understand this. So if you are taking notes, take this note down. Every event that occurs is just an event. You are the one that puts the emotion into the event. So if we talk about taking responsibility, you have to take responsibility for the things in your past that you have connected with emotions. Because you're the only person that's done that. You, you've done that for yourself or to yourself, depending on if it's positive or negative. And so that is so important to understand because then you understand how those things have built over the years into your current habit, habits. So you can have a belief from something that happened when you were 10 that you are currently using to make decisions today at 40, 50, 60, 30, whatever, whatever age you're at. And so that's why it's so important to do what I talked about earlier, that retroactive, you got to look back at those things and say, is there a different way of viewing this? Is, is my perspective the only perspective? Because I guarantee you there's more perspectives. And like you said, so many people are so bent on being right. It's not about being right. In fact, 
most of our life, we are actually wrong. We're only making decisions based on the information we have. So what I always say is if you want a better life into the future, if you're currently not living the life you want to live, there's only two things you need to do. You need to have different information and you need to develop different habits. And that will create a better future for yourself. And who defines and dictates that future? You. You get to define that. And so that's what Fix Your BS is all about. It's about five pillars of life, which are relationships, finances, career, health, and faith. And figuring out what the future looks like for you in those five pillars. And I give five steps to help people reach the future that they want. I love, love, love that. We've got a lot of people watching all of this. That's pretty profound. How long did it take you to write your book? <laughs> well, it took me uh, five months to actually get it written, but it took me 15 years to figure all this out. <laughs> so I always tell people I've been writing this book for 15 years. It just wasn't ready to be given to everyone else because I hadn't figured it all out yet. And I haven't figured everything else, everything out under the sun, don't get me wrong, but I figured this part out. And um, I hope people will join me on the journey and they can go to fixyourbs.com and sign up. The book actually gets released next month and they can sign up and get updates and information if they would like. We do have live calls that we do. We have mastermind groups and group coaching. Um, but, you know, we're here, I'm here to serve people and help them um, compress time so they don't have to spend 15 years to figure it out. They can do it in a book. I, I love that. Do you have a, a case study, a story of somebody who's really fixed something in your world? Well, yeah. I mean, so this is a, one of my favorite ones. Um, uh, I was working with a guy one-on-one -on -one and he was talking about, he wanted to, um, well, we were going through his vision, what he wanted. And we were going through different parts of the five pillars that I just talked about. And one of the things he said is he wanted a Ferrari. And I was like, really? Oh, that sounds cool. You know, why did you want a Ferrari? And he told me, well, you know, I've always wanted one. I was like, yeah, but like, when was the first time you remember wanting a Ferrari? And he's like, I was like in fourth grade and we went to this book fair and I saw this poster of this red Ferrari and I went, that's my, I want that car. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So then I asked him one question. I said, have you ever uh, touched a Ferrari? He said, no. I said, you've never sat in a Ferrari? He's like, no. I was like, have you ever been to a Ferrari dealership? He said, no. I said, so you're basing that, that want or that desire off of when you were in fourth grade. I was like, you're, you're 30. I think he was 32. I was like, you're 32. Go to a Ferrari dealership. So after he experienced it, he realized he didn't want a Ferrari. He liked the idea of a Ferrari. He ended up buying an Aston Martin instead. All right. Well, there you go. He's got that kind of money. Now he wants to be James Bond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It goes back to what you, uh, you, know, you put, you uh, talked about that yesterday, being James Bond and seeing all that. But, but the point is, is that so many of us every day make decisions based on something that we connected when we were younger and we don't reanalyze it and go, you know, I think I want that, but let's go have some experience with it. I used to think I wanted a Tesla, but I don't anymore. I don't want a Tesla. Um, you know, it, it's just funny how that works. Uh, I want a, a Maserati now, but. Oh, actually you don't. Oh, this is really funny. I went shopping for so, two and all I heard, as soon as I decided that's what I thought I wanted, a yeah. 
of mine who's a massive car dealership. He's like, you're going to spend more time in the shop than anything else. Just oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. So see, but that's the point that, so I'm, what I'm thinking about is what you think about is what you talk about and what you talk about turns into your emotional state and your emotional state turns into actions. And so it gives you information. Like I never would have got that information for you from you if I wasn't, if it wasn't top of my mind, you know? So now that gives me more information, more data to make a better decision because I'm paying attention. Oh yeah, no, I'll tell you what I ended up buying. Cause you get, to, it's funny. You do get to a certain point in life. I personally don't care about cars, but my husband does. And he also, I think it comes from his four-year-old little boy about what he wants to drive. And he's got little samples of cars everywhere. His, he, you know, at some point just, I'm going to buy him a little sports Porsche, whatever thing with the 911. I don't know. Oh, I, I like Porsches. Those are nice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, for me personally, that's not where I get any of my satisfaction. I personally don't care what kind of, I have no connection to automobiles whatsoever. I don't know why, don't care. Uh, I only care about like personal things. It's nice to live in a nice yeah. place, surround yourself with nice things, but I've never been a, you know, never been a material girl. Mm -hmm. It's really good because it, it takes a lot of the stress away from you. Don't wear a label. And I guess people who identify with that, it's really kind of sad. Um, are we up to our second break already? Are we got 30 seconds before our second break? We're going to come back and finish up with Dr. G, who's in the house. Um, you guys, let's go off to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to ask some more deep, delving, insane questions. Don't go away. <laughs> We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. 
Alright, for those of you just joining us, we're doing Dr. G. Dr. G has a very interesting story about how his family came to be. And eight years, you know, I go back to the fact that not only did your son have a, a different ability, but he was born with a health challenge for eight years. Is that true? Yeah, so he got, um, when he was one year old, he came home uh, on a trachea event. And so he had that full time and he started to wean off of it when he was about three he ended up getting RSV and then he had to get back on it full time. And so, um, yeah, I mean, he, he had a lot of health challenges when he was eight, he finally got to where he was healthy enough and he got the vent taken away. And then he was nine, he got the trach hole that he had actually closed up. So, but for about eight years, he had that trach, um, in and, uh, you know, it, it just, it was a different perspective on life. That's, that's for sure. Um, but now he's 14, my daughter's 16 and, um, you know, now they're dealing with how do I uh, do deal with the social aspects of high school, and he's dealing more with the uh, understanding that he he's physically different and figuring out where his space is and his role is. But everybody's doing that as teenagers. Um, but we just you know we're the type of parents that we want to tell them that they can do um, not anything they want to do, but they they need to figure out what they want to do in life, and they do that through experiences. So we will never tell them, no, you can't do that. It's like, well, what do you think will happen? And we ask them questions until they, they come up with a logical conclusion. And then they'll ask us, what do you think I should do? And we'll tell them, hey, this from my perspective, this is what I think. But ultimately, you have to make the decision because you have to deal with the consequences. And that's kind of how we feel like um, we should raise you know, our kids. What is your son's name, by the way? Isaac, I-Z-A-A-C. So when you talk to Isaac, he sees the world differently. And that's what I spend a lot of time talking to Candy Lynn. Um, also, my ex-husband is six foot six. He sees the world different. When you're that tall, you don't look at life the same way normal, regular, not normal, but regular people hype do because we see things differently. He hits his head everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, but also buying clothes. And, and when you walk into a room, you're always noticed. Your son has that in a different perspective. What do you think? What has he taught you that he's seen differently about people? Um, well, this is kind of interesting. So I'll, I'll sum it up with a good story. Last May, I took him and my daughter and my wife down to Miami for a training. And, you know, I don't, I think things happen for a reason, for whatever reason, but we were staying at this new hotel. It was a Hilton hotel and it was, it was opening weekend. Well, the owner happened to know Dennis Rodman and they had Dennis Rodman uh, come in to stay there for the weekend as well. And we were able to meet Dennis Rodman and him and my son really hit it off. And it was really interesting because Dennis Rodman made a statement similar to what you just said to my wife. He goes, you know, this is Dennis Rodman saying this. He goes, you know, your son and I have a lot in common. And, you know, Dennis Rodman's, uh, you know, over six foot five, something like that. He's um, an African-American man. Um, he is just, uh, you know, larger than life and that sort of thing. My son is three foot ten, um, you know, white boy, four at the time he was 13. Um, but it's like saying that out loud, you go a lot in common. And she goes, what do you mean? And he said, well, both of us have interesting perspective of the world and the world has an interesting perspective about us. I love that. And it is so true. And so I try to ask him questions and get his perspective about what he's dealing with because I haven't lived that. I generally, we go to um, a a thing called little people of America every year. It's a conference where there's over a thousand people that are under, you know, that are little people. 
And uh, so I, I generally will defer that to them and say, hey, you need to get their perspective because they experienced it and lived it. And so that way he can get more information, my perspective, their perspective, his perspective, and then he can come up with, uh, you know, a, a logical conclusion from all of that. But uh, yeah, he's definitely taught me a lot. Now, here's what's something interesting. We have a brother-in-law. I have a brother-in-law that's six foot 11. Oh my uh, God. He, yeah, he played for the 1999 SMSU Bears uh, here in Missouri that went to the Sweet 16. They lost to Duke and he was the center and he almost got drafted. He ended up playing uh, overseas for a while, professional basketball. But um, so we talk about that with him a lot. He always sees things up. He looks at ceilings. He looks at tops of things. Our son and us, we always look at things down like the floors and, and you know, down low and we see things there, but we don't ever see things on, up high. And it just, it kind of changes and alters, you know, your perspective on just not only vision, but also experiences in life. You know, again, it's fascinating to me because I spend so much time working and coaching with Candy. One of the things that she'd said to me, which I found interesting, I love hearing a different perspective. I mean, I've got two very close people to me who are definitely people you notice. One is in a wheelchair her entire life. But she started to win beauty pageants thanks to what I'm doing with her. She became Miss Wheelchair 2019. Oh, that's, congratulations. We had zero self. It's amazing to me what we've achieved. And Candy would always say, well, she didn't want to date anybody her own height. And I thought, really? You know, it's funny because I would want to relate to somebody who literally sees the world the way I do. And we've had this conversation, and I, I haven't talked to her in a couple of, a couple of weeks, but I'm, she'd met somebody who was mm. the same height as her. And for the first time, I think she did find something that was magical. Mm. Uh, rather than think, oh, people will just stare at us. So I think you've gotten some in, really interesting insight into the mm. world. And I hope that your son appreciates the kind of effect it's had on you as a speaker, as someone who's out to the world, you know? Yeah, and it's it's made me dive into books to understand different perspectives. So there's there's a really good book called, uh, it's uh, John Maxwell, The 21 Irrefutable Law, Laws of a Le Leadership. The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Wow. Um, anyway, but one of the laws of leadership is the law of mirror. And what that basically says is, is that what you think people are thinking about you is actually what you're thinking about yourself. Ooh. So what I took that is saying in my book is no one will love you more than you love you. And let me explain that. So let's say love comes in zero to 10. And if someone loves you at a 10, but you only love you at a four, you will only think they love you at a four. And if they tell you differently, you'll think they're lying. There's no way you can believe them. That's good. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that's funny. I'm personally experiencing the opposite. Maybe it's this point in my life because growing up, I had exactly what you th I thought everyone would perceive me the way I perceive me. But I will tell you when you help a lot of people, there is no way that you can comprehend how much people love you. And that has been, so if you're a doctor or a teacher, I mean, I've gone back to some of my teachers who I'm sure got no kind of real respect at the level. And I'm thinking the impact that they had on me deserved now, in retrospect, a massive thank you to let them know what a great job they were doing. And people do that to me all the time. Like, oh my God, I love you. And I'm like, wow, uh, I didn't know that I had that effect on you. Mm. Um, I was telling the story. This is a story I don't tell very often. But when I, I went through my very first transformational seminar, I was 31 years old. And when I came home, I was living in a house of five people in a giant mansion in California. And I couldn't stop talking about this, like my Forbes factor, couldn't stop talking about how wonderful it was, blah, blah, blah. And this particular organization wanted you to recruit for them. So I was not only talking, but I'm selling. 
And at one point, my house manager said, I have to kick you out of the house. Mm-hmm. What? He said, yeah, he said, we, we can't take anymore. You just won't stop. And I live, left the house, which was very sad for me. I was really brokenhearted. I was like so enthusiastic and they kicked me out. A year later, Bill Anders calls me and he says, hey, I want to uh, apologize and say thank you. And I'm like, okay, for what? He said, well, and I'm saying really sorry. Um, I know that you were so passionate about what you're talking about and we weren't, wouldn't listen to you. Well, I finally took the training you're talking about and I met my wife. Wow. A year later, Bill Andrews calls me. He said, I want to thank you again. I'm like, for what? He said, we're having our first child. Oh, wow. That was 30 years ago. Bill's called me four times for all four of his kids. And he came back into my life about five years ago because he finally said, look, he said, I have to thank you. One of his kids has some medical issues and the way he handled things all stem back to that seminar training that we went to. And he said, I'm just going to put my stake in the ground and say how much I love and respect and honor you that you were willing to stand there when no one wanted to listen to you. Uh, but you had such a profound effect on me. So for all of you guys listening, I want you to understand that when you are a teacher, a coach, uh, even a good listener and a good friend, the impact that you have on others is a ripple effect and you may not even realize it. So I would just continue to stop playing small. Thoughts on that? You're, you're exactly right. Stop playing small. Playing small to me is um, people holding themselves back. In fact, I think the, the number one travesty um, or the worst thing you could do to yourself is settle. Um, you know, and so many people do that. They settle based on what other people's t- people tell them or what their inner voice tells them. And they, you know, they, they say, well, I really want to do this, but, and then they start justifying all the reasons why they can't. And I'm like, if that, if that, I really want to do this comes into your mind, there's a reason why that that's coming up there. It's possible. You just have to take the actions and, and not quit until you got it. Um, and no matter what anybody else says, now that's not easy to do, but it is something you can develop but you won't develop until you believe you can develop it. You know, like beliefs are so important. Like you won't even open yourself up to op- uh, the possibility of certain things in order to experience an opportunity if you don't believe it's possible. You know, like you won't even look at it. You're just like, nope, it's not possible. It's done, shut it off. And so, yeah, you're, you're true. You got to play big. And what I mean by play big is listen to your inner voice, your soul, not your brain, your soul, your inner voice inside your soul because your brain is designed to keep you alive. Your soul is what you're here for, your purpose. Align yourself with that to where when something comes there and you go, why does this thing keep coming up? It's because that's part of your purpose. And then playing big is going, I'm going to make that happen no matter what. Yeah. How is your wife dealing with everything? She's gone through a lot in, in the last 16 years. Tell me about her. Yeah. So my wife is one of the strongest people. In fact, our son is alive because she paid attention to him about his medical stuff the most. Like she knew when something was changing, when before doctors would see that it was changing, she's like, no, I know. And so she was ahead of a lot of that stuff. So she's, she's uh, my rock. She's also the person that came into my life when I was about 21 she, is when we met. Um, I had no self-confidence and no self-esteem because I was raised. I know. Right because I was raised as nothing's ever good enough and, and you can always do better. What that I took that to mean was I wasn't valuable. I had no self-worth. I took it personally. So therefore I felt I didn't deserve anything and whatever. And so I meet her when I'm 21 and she starts to give me confidence because she, she, by telling me, well, here's what you're about and here's the things you can do. And here's the future that you're talking about. And those are all amazing and you're amazing because of it. And it took me a while, but I started to believe 
that maybe I was valuable and I had something to offer and my dreams were valid. And once I started to believe that, then we could move forward and start to, um, to, to really take off. So she's been my rock. Um, you know, we were never, we were never, or we, we had rough, rough times. So we've, we're not perfect, but, um, it's something that I'm constantly focusing on the relationship part of our, my pillars that I talk about. I'm constantly focusing on that so I can pay attention to that and make sure that we're playing at a high level in that relationship. And so um, she knows where I'm at. And one of her favorite statements, which I'll close with this, she came up with it. She's like, if you're not on the same page, just show them your page. Ooh. And what that means is communicate, communicate. If you're not, if they're not on the same page, just show them your page. Then they'll show you their page and you can talk about what page you're on. And then you come up with, a plan to move forward. I love that. Dr. G, we're at the end of our show. How do we find you, my friend? Um, well, go to fixyourbs.com. Put in your information. You can find me on all the, you know, Dr. Greg Persley um, on all of uh, our social media, but, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that, uh, TikTok. But just go to fixyourbs.com and log in and you can get into the world of, of, of my world, of what we're talking about today. So you can start to build the life that you want to build. And um, I hope I, I hope you will give me the option, the opportunity to help you do that. That is my sincere hope is that I can get a ton of people that understand this and go, oh my gosh, I'm in a much better place because I, you know, worked with Dr. G. I'll give it up for Mr. Dr. G. All right. Well, and what a wonderful story. And I want to thank you so very much for today. Uh, it has been such a delight. Uh, we are new friends, new allies, uh, JV partners. Who knows what else as we move forward? To everybody listening, we've got a minute left. I want to thank you so very much. I can see you guys all around the world. Tonight is Mastermind. That's what I love on our Wednesday nights. I've got some fun things to share with you. And as always, the more that you give, the more you're going to get. Go out there. As we talked about today, stop playing small. Stop letting other people define who you are. And least of all, do not let your past write your future. All right, you guys, you're watching and listening to the Forbes Factor. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness. And as always, we brought all three to you today, didn't we? Come on, come on, come on. Uh, right. Yes, we did. With much love, everybody. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.